Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. My guest today is proud to say that he's committed to the ripple effect of giving. Jamie J. loves supporting ideas, bravery, a certainly a very important topic for us, and collaboration with entrepreneurs who want to grow their business. Jamie started Bottleneck Distant Assistance, an outsourcing agency, way back in 2016. His mission is to cultivate and identify remote-based, dedicated, distant assistance for business leaders who want to build deep personal relationships with human beings. His clients come to Bottleneck because they are overwhelmed, and I certainly have to believe that most business leaders today are overwhelmed, and they assist business leaders who are spending their time on the wrong things so they can focus on what on doing their best work. Jamie is the author of Quit Repeating Yourself, How Today's Leaders Are Using Systems and Processes to Grow Their Business the Right Way. And this book was written for business leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs to help generate a sustainable business model and explore the intersections of culture, leadership, systems, processes, recruiting, and hiring. And I am a big fan of sustainability because that's a great way to ensure that whatever you're working on can grow and maintain itself and maintain the work that you're doing. Hi, Jamie. Well, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How's it going? It's going awesome. Unbelievable. Having a fantastic day, enjoying the uh, rain, <laughs> seeing it outside, staying nice and warm here inside in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. Fantastic. Well, it is raining here in the Boston area as well. So perhaps we're under the same rain cloud. So I did a light introduction of you and the work that you're currently doing. And I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more from you on you know, how you're connecting today in the marketplace. Uh, Ed, again, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to have me as a guest. It means a lot because I know you're super busy. You're getting a ton of requests. Uh, your show is gaining in popularity. So I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on and uh, kind of share my story. Uh, I, I really appreciate um, the bravery uh, aspect of it because uh, myself as an entrepreneur, uh, I didn't quite realize how brave I really had to be when I stepped out on my own after working in corporate America for 12 years. Uh, 15 years ago now that that happened, I did not quite understand what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody can and, and can uh, uh, maybe 
align with that, you may understand how uncomfortable and how challenging it is. But I'm really proud to say that now I'm kind of comfortable with being uncomfortable. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It's interesting because we we have had a few guests come on who are entrepreneurs and, you know, there always seems to be this interesting relationship. And perhaps you and I could talk about it for a couple of minutes. When people think about an entrepreneur, they're unsure if that person is brave, uh, risky, or just crazy, right? There's these three kind of labels that they apply to entrepreneurs, I guess, depending on what it is that they're working on, because certainly, you know, the person who started Netflix or LinkedIn weren't crazy or unsure. But, you know, when you think about the experiences of most entrepreneurs, I mean, is it a mixture of all three? Is it bravery? Is it risk? Is it uh, craziness? You know, what are what are some of your thoughts? I absolutely believe in my heart of heart, it's absolutely all three. Uh, absolutely, bar none. Uh, I have never seen a business plan fail on paper, but you've seen plenty of businesses fail. And there's your uh, so many of us are, for me, I bootstrapped this entire operation. Um, and to be able to grow over seven figures, bootstrapping this thing from zero bank account, uh, it's it's pretty amazing to see, you know, Hey, what do I do? Do I go get a job? What do I do? I get a job or maybe I, you know, am I really passionate about this? I don't know because that's the thing is that I think if you're going to be jumping into something like this, it is a combination of bravery. You have to be brave and bold to go where no one else has ventured before kind of thing, right? So you have to be brave. You do, it's, it's a huge risk. Oh my gosh. You have people that are counting on you. Maybe you have family or maybe you just need to pay the bills or you have a rent or mortgage or a car payment. There's things you are still obligated to take care of. And going out on this venture with no security net, by the way, mind you, that you can find in a job or a corporate job with the insurance and the you know all of the stuff that comes along with that. Um, and then are you crazy? Yeah, you got to be a little crazy. Uh, people don't really pay attention to normal, but if they see somebody flailing out there, I'm not saying that this is a good thing or a bad thing, but if you see something that's failing, it's going to garner attention. And so crazy, maybe can insert instead of crazy, maybe different. But a lot of people that think differently, other people think are crazy, right? Like there is no way you're going to build a rocket to go to the, wait, they just did that, right? Like, there's no way you're building a subway under the ground that's going to suck you through. To Wait, they just did that, right? So there's these are different ways of thinking. So I think maybe you have to be a little crazy, a little bit different in order to kind of think your way in a different direction. Because a lot of us that are venturing out on our own for the first time, we're, we're, we're incredibly passionate about something. We might not know quite what that is yet, but it's a vehicle to get us to where we want to go. Does that well, make sense? I love, yes, it makes perfect sense. And I love that definition, which I will now use going forward, that I think entrepreneurs are an interesting blend between uh, bravery, risk, and difference, right? That there's a difference that they believe can happen. It takes risk. Of course, all things in life take risk. Even being employed from time to time is risky, and it definitely takes bravery. So you left corporate America, as you mentioned, after 12 years and had ventured into the world of an entrepreneur. What caused you to leave corporate America? What was it that said, hey, I don't want to work for companies any longer. I want to do my own thing. 
this is absolutely no knock to corporate America. For those people that enjoy their corporate lifestyle and and enjoy what corporate America brings along with that, God bless you. All I, I and I mean that in my heart of hearts. For me, I was cut from a different cloth. I marched to the beat of a different drummer. I was. I had a very creative, almost, I, and I, I almost want to say visionary, creative type lens that I looked through things, and and so if I wanted to do something that was a bit out of the ordinary, oh my gosh, it had to go through my manager, then the, then the manager above them, and then through legal, and then you know through compliance, and then, and oh my gosh, by the time I got an answer, yes, I or no, I could do something, I was already on to my next idea, and it was really hard to be able to zig or zag or do something that I felt was either ahead of the times or could be done, you know, if it was done right and done first, done quick, you know, we stood a really good chance of getting the something out there that would be different and exciting. But, oh my gosh, it was so hard to get things done for me, for me. And, and I finally said, you know what, I want to do it this way, this way, and this way. I'm going to go out and start my own. And by the way, I never did really offend the companies that I worked with, or I didn't leave on extremely bad terms. I I was fired once from a company just because I had different beliefs and values. But my first client when I went out on my own was the company I worked for before. So I always say it's really important that when you're preparing to move on or do something else, don't burn the bridges if at all possible. Sometimes that's just not possible. But Try to maintain the relationships, and you do that simply by effective communication, being transparent, being honest. But that is also some of the things that corporate America does not like to see. They don't like transparency. They don't like honesty as far as saying, hey, this is what I plan on doing. So when I hire somebody here, one of my favorite things to do is ask them this question. So my company's bottleneck, uh, distant assistance. But if I say, hey, what are you going to do as soon as you stop working with us? That is a very powerful question. <laughs> and if they say, well, I just really want to work for bottleneck, I said, no, no, no. What do you really want to do in your life? Because two things will happen. Either we'll be able to build a role for them. Well, they'll stay with us for a long term. Or we already know that, hey, they're going to come and work here and they're going to work as hard as they can to get what it is that they really want out of life. And if I can help get them there, I want to do that because many of the people that have left are our number one advocates. They will refer business to us all the time or refer uh, people to work for us all the time because of the experience that they had here was so incredible. And that tells you character. It also lets whoever know that's coming to work there in that organization that, man, my voice is going to be heard. It's it's okay for me to say stuff like this, and they're not afraid. Well, two observations, Jamie. I love that question, and uh, I've authored a book called Drive Your Career, where I talk about uh, being more in charge of your own development and success and not resting and relying on corporate America to be able to do it. And I think that's a fascinating question, right, to say to somebody who's coming to you to work, what are you going to do when you leave here? And I'm sure most people are like, what? Uh, why, why are uh, you asking that question? <laughs> uh, is this a trick question? But, you know, it talks a little bit more about driving what you want to do and where you want to go. And someone might say, hey, I'd love to spend about three to five years here, Jamie, working with you. And then after that, I'm going to and you would say, great. Right. And fantastic. So let's uh, do it. <laughs> if, if you don't mind, I'm going to steal that uh, idea and share that. With Absolutely. Others, I, think, I think that's a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant 
interview question for people who are looking to drive their career. And going back to your opening comment, you know, it really makes me think, I wonder if one of the reasons people aren't brave at work when it's a big company, you know, really large organization, because I, I have always said to people that as organizations get bigger, they get more complex, they get more challenging. There are more and more and more people that you have to make sure are in the loop and aware of what you're doing. And sometimes it's almost untenable in respect to what you're asked to do versus a very small organization. And I wonder if people avoid being brave because they know how big anything is that they might want to do. At my last company, we used to joke that, and this came up often, you know, anytime we had an idea, it's like turning the Queen Mary, right? It was as big you know, even if it was a basic idea, it was this big effort to try to get it done and it would take months and the window would pass and we would miss out on the opportunity. And, you know, I'm just wondering if you're if you think that it's possible that company size and the complexity of company size might uh, impair somebody's desire to be brave and say an idea or make a suggestion that might be impactful. I love this question, Ed. And quite frankly, no one's ever asked me this question, <laughs> but my a reply to that, and I have to be careful because I'm really trying hard to listen to understand as opposed to listen to reply. I'm so ready to get back on this thing. So I kind of wanted to internalize this a little bit. And by me talking right now, it's given myself a second to think about how I want to frame my answer. So bear with me uh, as hopefully you see I'm very transparent uh, or or if, if maybe you're hearing that I'm transparent as uh, you're consuming this media. But so absolutely 100% unequivocally yes is my answer <laughs> um i think it's it's very hard however i think there are ways um to keep a small business mentality with a large company and there's several different ways of being able to implement this to avoid red tape and that number one thing that i believe is giving power to the people within the organization to make their own decisions can you systemize this? Yes, we've done it here. So no matter who it is in our organization, while we have a hierarchy, our team members are located on a flat line, meaning everybody has the power to make their own decisions. So if I have an HR director that wants to do something, she does not have to get approval from me or her direct supervisor or somebody else. She can go and get it done. now. There's three things we need to do in order to make an effective decision. Number one, is it good for the company? Number two, is it good for the team? And number three, is it good for the clients or good for our customers? And the reason that you have to make a decision in this way is, number one, if the company is not culturally or financially fit, how in the world can I expect any team member to move forward. Maybe they're not getting paid on time. Maybe their voice isn't being heard. So they're not feeling confident in their role. If they're not culturally, if the company's not culturally or financially fit, how in the world can we expect our team members to feel good about themselves? And if they don't feel good about themselves, whether it's a financial situation or a cultural situation, how in the world can I expect them to take care of our clients? So every single person is armed with this three-pronged approach to make a decision so that we don't have to write the Queen Mary. We can be in a canoe. We can, no matter who, I don't, I don't care if it's a web developer that makes a decision to purchase a piece of a, a software or is it, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Now, if they make a mistake, what do we do? It's not going to bankrupt the company, but we can address that 
and prevent that from happening in the future. And guess what? When you make a mistake, you learn so much quicker rather than if you try to be safe, you don't make do anything. You're not really learning anything. So that was my long answer longer. <laughs> no, great. And you mentioned one of the words that I think, Jamie, are uh, important when we think about bravery, which is culture and ensuring that you work in a culture that inspires role models and recognizes bravery versus, you know, don't don't talk about it or don't do it here or don't talk that way to that person, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm just curious, you know, are there any things that you do at your company or that you would love to do that helps create a culture that inspires and role models and recognizes acts of bravery? Absolutely. So every week we have a, a company meeting. Every single week, a different team member leads that meeting. And they're the ones in charge of the um, the uh, agenda, the meeting agenda. They're the ones that do the training at the very end, the five to 10 minute training, so that they kind of share their role and responsibilities with everybody else. And this does a couple things. It makes them feel empowered that, you know, we're giving them the, the steering wheel for the company for that hour. They get to kind of drive the meeting. They get to ask the questions. And at the end, they do their five to 10 minute training, which is fantastic because uh, I'll give you, for instance, we had a graphic designer and in five to 10 minutes, he actually illustrated uh, a, like a cartoon bottleneck Bob. And now we've adopted him and bottleneck Bob is a bot that answers questions uh, for people that are interested in, in working with us. Um, so it's just having a lot of fun like that. They feel really good. Their voice is heard. Is this brave? It could be scary kind of jumping into this role and leading, you know, the different people in the companies and sharing with this and, and putting yourself out there and training people on. And sometimes the training they'll do is, you know, completely different. One person trained on how to paint the corners in a house. Like it's just random stuff sometimes, but it lets us into who they are as a person. And culturally speaking, that's what my feeling, it, I have one word that defines culture and that's behavior. How does one behave towards another person and towards the company and how do they behave themselves? So when you look at that from a cultural point of view, that's a really good way of building culture, giving people every January. Here's another example. Every single person rewrites their own role and responsibilities. And we see shifts happen over the year. They start saying, okay, this is kind of something I really like doing. And they may change their responsibilities. And then the responsibilities that they used to maintain or manage now are, are being taken over by maybe somebody else who moves into that role. We never hire somebody for a hundred percent role and responsibilities. We hire somebody with 75% capabilities because we can't wait to be amazed at what the additional 25% is going to be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that is going to completely blow us away. And guess what? That 25% is something they're extremely passionate about. So tell me where you really want to thrive and let's put you in that role. Why fight it? Well, I, I love that because as a former human resources professional, I would tell you that uh, job descriptions or job profiles were almost always used at the recruitment step and then dissipate. And, you know, I would have people look at their job description a couple of years later and laugh and say, I don't do any of this, right? Or I don't do much of this, et cetera. So I'm not saying the document itself is important, but providing people the opportunity to self-describe and ensure what they do and how it is impacted in the organization is super, super important. And I love the idea 
And most of the bravery ideas that we hear, Jamie, are so basic. But I love the idea of kind of rotating team leadership. You know, oftentimes team leaders or presidents or managers believe that they're in charge of the meeting and they run the meeting and it's their agenda and it's their responsibility. In reality, I think it's stronger to uh, share that responsibility with others. And as long as there's an identified agenda to ensure we're keeping, you know, we still make progress and we're moving in the right direction, let others lead the meeting. You know, you don't have to do it. And it's great practice for them as well, because your hope at some point would be that they will be a manager or they'll be a leader and they need to be good at this. And the only way they're going to be good at it is if they practice it in their past. So, Jamie, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, and I think we could probably talk for hours on the work that you're doing as well as the lessons that you probably teach in your book, Quit quit Repeating Yourself, How Today's Leaders Are Using Systems and Processes to Grow Their Business the Right Way. So thank you again for joining us. And I'm wondering, how can people contact you if they'd like to hear more about your business or uh, the work that you're doing? Thank you so much, Ed. I really appreciate you. Again, and I'm not messing around with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, share your platform uh, with myself and they can find it real easy. Go to bottleneck.online. If they're looking at the book, they can go to quitrepeatingyourself.com, either one of those places, or you can just Google, <laughs> uh, we're everywhere. Well, your first name is spelled J A I M E, right? So correct keep that in mind, Jamie J J A Y. Terrific. Jamie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and our download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at capitrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. You have something to say, yet are not saying it? You have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.